This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. He's the most pro-Israel president I think we've ever had. Donald Trump is not an anti-Semite. I don't care who he had lunch with. What has he done? He moved the embassy to Jerusalem from Tel Aviv. He made it clear to Iran that there just might be no Iran if they mess with Israel. Helped broker the Abraham Peace Accords. This is the real deal. In fact, he has Jewish grandchildren. Yes, his, his precious Ivanka married Jared, an Orthodox Jew. This man is so on the side of Israel and Jews in America. I don't care if Kanye West dropped by for lunch. I just don't. Kanye West is a maniac, and he has said some awful things. He's done some weird things over the years. But I think Donald Trump is trying to straighten him out. I actually, I have to tell you, I forgot what he said. Because after he said what he said, which was so awful, the fake news just moved on. Kanye West said something definitely anti-Semitic months ago, and I'll get to that in a moment. But since then, since then, the media has been writing all kinds of silly stuff about Kim Kardashian and date night and some ex-boyfriend and this, that, and the other thing. It goes on like this, this silly little stuff. Kim Kardashian's confession about Pete Davidson that angered Kanye West. Uh, Kanye West gets into some argument with a parent at a soccer game. Arm in arm with a model for a movie. New girlfriend material for Kanye West? Uh, what about all the stuff about the horrible thing he did say? They just forgot about it. But suddenly it's an issue because they can use it against Trump. Yes, Kanye West said this. I'm going... Death Con 3 on Jewish people. Now, that is about as disgusting and vile as you can get. And I think it hints of uh, some sort of genocidal urge on the part of Kanye. But he's crazy. He's definitely crazy. And the media moved on right after that. I mean, remember these headlines, how silly and superficial they were. Yes, argument at a soccer game. You're just going to look past the anti-Semitism. Well, they did. But Trump got involved. And now this is a this is an opportunity to let Trump have it, isn't it? Need to figure out how to address the party's ongoing Donald Trump problem. His latest stunt, vile, even for Trump. His dinner at Mar-a-Lago with rapper Ye, formerly known as Kanye West. Former President Donald Trump under fire today over a meeting uh, with Kanye West. He brought Kanye West there, Ye, who just not months ago, not years ago, Weeks ago, was using anti-Semitic garbage. All right. Here we go again. Taking, trying to stop Trump when he can't be stopped over this. Now, Donald Trump does go back with Kanye or Ye or whatever. Here he was at the transition with Kanye West uh, at the headquarters. This is when President-elect uh, Trump was meeting with all kinds of people, including Kanye West. At the White House, there was Kanye with the, with the MAGA hat on in the Oval Office. So Kanye has said something horrible, 
And you know what you're supposed to do with people like that. You're supposed to condemn them, uh, wash your hands of them, never look at them again. This is what this is how the swamp operates. You turn your back on your friends and it's a very easy thing to do. That's takes no effort and you get all kinds of points. But that's the rule, right? Donald Trump played it a little bit differently. And let's get his part of the story here. So I help a seriously troubled man who just happens to be black. Yee, Kanye West who has been decimated in his business and virtually everything else. And yeah, he has after that awful, awful, well, or has he? Because the media moved on to Kanye's girlfriends and all that stuff. So I don't know. Did Kanye lose all? Anyway, I think Donald Trump's heart is in the right place. He's trying to help the guy. Next, please. Allowing his request for a meeting at Mar-a-Lago alone so that I can give him very much needed advice. Uh, he shows up with three people, two of which I didn't know. The other, a political person who I haven't seen in years. I told him, don't run for office. A total waste of time. Can't win. Fake news went crazy. And they did. Look, the whole thing is pretty silly, actually. But I like what President Trump did here. Look, if I had a friend, a dear friend, somebody I knew, and they went on some sort of anti-Semitic rage tweet thing, I don't know if I would never talk to them again. I would say I would talk to them and say, can I get you help? What's wrong with you? What happened to you? Why are you like this? We have to fix this fast because you're wrong. Did Donald Trump say something like that? Maybe, maybe not. But to turn his back on a friend, I I actually like that Donald Trump met with him. And he, like it or not, has been around for a long time. There he is wowing people on the stage, right? This guy uh, they say he's really good at music. I can't name one song that he's performed or written or whatever. I think he's going to be back. I do. Uh, we already kind of showed that with those uh, stories from the fake news. Interesting. You can't see Kanye anymore because two seconds ago he wrote a horrible, horrible tweet. But Minister Farrakhan, Minister Farrakhan is still accepted in polite society. Or is he? Well, this guy is a total hater, anti-Semite, but he's completely retains his power and friendships with very top people. I'll show you one in a moment, but here's a refresher course in just how horrible this guy is. If you look at that white man, he's a lion thing and a murderous human being. There is no human being on earth that has murdered more living things than the Caucasian. He's a murderer and a liar. Take it or leave it, brother. I'll, I'll leave it, okay? This is, and this is some of the nicer stuff, some of the stuff that we could play on air. He's a madman, Minister Farrakhan, but you can't take him on because the left likes him. Barack Obama is friends with him. Oh, yeah, there they are in 2005. Did you hear any outrage about this? Did you? Not a, not a whiff, actually. Uh, it's funny how selectively outraged the left is by what they perceive as anti-Semitism. You know, it's really it's a tool that they use when it suits them. But the left is really anti-Semitic, a huge portion of it. They don't like Jewish people. It's horrible. It's real. It's tolerated because they're on the left. You know Nick Cannon, right? He got the Wendy Williams job, uh, and there he is a few months ago. And that's a few months after, well, he made some pretty radical anti-Semitic comments. Oh, yeah, on a podcast. And he was dropped by his bosses for a time. But anyway, 
the left being the left, after Black Lives Matter summer, he was welcomed back in. Back in. Uh, but this is pretty bad stuff. Melanin comes with compassion. Melanin comes with soul that mm -hmm. we call it. We call it soul. We soul brothers and sisters. That's the melanin that connects us. Right. So the people that don't have it have are are a little and I'm, I'm gonna say this carefully <laughs> are a little less and 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 where the term actually comes from because I'm bringing it all the way back around okay. to, to Minister Farrakhan to where they may not have the compassion or the the when they were sent to the mountains of Caucasus when they when they didn't have the power of the sun that was that the sun then started to deteriorate mm -hmm. them so then they're acting out of fear they're acting out of low self-esteem they're acting out of a, a deficiency mm -hmm. so therefore the only way that they can act is evil the only way they can they, they have to rob steal rape kill and fight or flight okay. in, or, in order to survive exactly so then these people who didn't have what we had and when i say we i speak of the mm -hmm. melanated people all right it was uh as bad as bad can be and weird too uh but it was from the left and it was handled it was handled but now they have, they think, the opportunity to use it against Trump. They don't. They have gotten it all wrong all over again. But it reminds me about how horrifically anti-Semitic the left can be. Take the squad, for instance. Oh, yeah. Those heroes of the left. There they are. What's so special about them? Uh, nothing. They seem to hate America. Uh, and some of them seem to, quite frankly, I'm sorry, hate Jewish people. And Joe Biden pays them respect. When he gets off the plane in Detroit, it's his job to listen as Rashida Tlaib, whatever her name, lectures him. I mean, reportedly, she really let him have it. Joe tried to charm her. It didn't work. So he had to make nice on her when he gave his big speech a little later. And Rashid Tlaib, where's Rashid? I tell you what, Rashid, I want to say to you that uh, I admire your intellect, I admire your passion, and I admire your concern for so many other people. And it's my, from my heart, I pray that your grandma and family are well. I promise you I'm going to do everything to see that they are on the West Bank. You're a fighter, and God, thank you for being a fighter. Oh boy, fighters in the West Bank. Well, um, you see, they hold the clout, the far left and all their anti-Semitism. That's where that's where the juice is in the Democrat Party. And Joe has to follow along. Ilan Omar, another nut job who tried to uh, make light of September 11, 2001. There she is in the White House. They know that they have a problem here. So they try to minimize it. They try to. But Ilan Omar and her friends in the squad, they are the moral authority right now in the Democrat Party. And that brings us back to uh, Kanye and Trump. So who do you think doesn't want to do what I'm doing right now? Explaining the situation and putting it in context. Republicans, they are the first to abandon him. They want him to go away. I'm talking about the rhinos. I'm talking about the ambitious types who see themselves as president, like Asa Hutchinson. Is that his name? Um, I don't like to make predictions, but I will predict right now Asa Hutchinson will not be president. He's the governor of Arkansas for a few more weeks, and he couldn't even handle this one. He couldn't even give Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt. What's your reaction to seeing a former U.S. president associate with someone like that? 
Well, I hope someday we won't have to be responding to what uh, uh, former President Trump has said or done. In this instance, it's important to respond. It's very troubling and it shouldn't happen. And uh, we need to avoid those kinds of empowering the extremes. And when you meet with people, you empower. And that's what you have to avoid. You want to diminish their strength, not empower them. Stay away from it. <laughs> Just once, I'd like to see one of these Republicans handle these things well. Huh? Did they ever ask Democrats about Minister Farrakhan and all of his associations, like the one with President Obama? No. No, they don't. Because they like getting invited on these shows. I don't know what it is. So back to what I think. Donald Trump, look, I think it was in the spirit of something beautiful, inviting Kanye to uh, Mar-a-Lago. Who remembers the Shawshank Redemption? Hmm? Uh, that great movie about the wrongly convicted man, and he finally, spoiler alert, uh, escapes from jail. And uh, I think we have the scene there. Yeah, what a moment. Uh, but I remember, I remember this movie. We all call it Shawshank. What's your favorite movie? A lot of people say Shawshank. They actually don't say the redemption part. Shawshank for short. Redemption. I started thinking about it. When's the last time you heard anybody talk about redemption? Talk about forgiveness. Talk about overcoming sin. Overcoming ignorance. Overcoming what makes us horrible at times. Nobody ever does. Nobody ever does. For the record, here's a... Here's the definition of redemption. The action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. And when Donald Trump, as he said in that truth social message, so I help a seriously troubled man who just happens to be black, ye, Kanye West, who has been decimated in his business and virtually everything else. I love the spirit. And it's so not political. It's so not the swamp. You're not supposed to do that. You turn your back. You just look out for number one. It's another reason why they can't stand Donald Trump. He does not play by their rules, but he plays actually by someone else's, and he does it very well. All right. Now we have this. Um, kind of fascinated by this story. It's so grim, but something is going on that not too many folks are talking about. First of all, the alleged shooter in that nightclub in Colorado Springs, some hero in the club, grab this guy and uh well they beat him up and appropriately so a lot of lies were saved so this is a suspected shooter and i feel for the victims but i also feel for this shooter i see that face and i see a face of uh well so much that's wrong in america i see in that face you know about this guy right you know about the sexual confusion perhaps you know about his previous activities online and showing off on Facebook while the cops were outside. And his father, who was never there, he was strung out on drugs, performing in adult movies. Those are, that's real stuff to deal with when you're growing up. They caught up with the father a few hours after this. The Mormons don't do gay. We don't do gay. There's no gays in the Mormon church. We don't do gay. That was the uh, Mormons don't do gay. And that's what everybody reacted to. Oh, my gosh, how could he say such a thing? Well, this man, his world has just turned upside down. And uh, that's one of the things he said in a 20-minute interview. He also expressed compassion for the people who were killed. And I'm going to express compassion and sympathy. And I got to tell you, these are pathetic people. 
but so much of what they're doing, people are also doing, or at least utilizing their content. What am I getting at? All right, this is Dick Delaware. That's his stage name. He's a porno actor. And this is what it looks like after you uh, hang around that industry for a bit too long. He killed himself because of, uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an embarrassment to him. Uh, well, well, I said, excuse me doing that. I, I, I'm glad he's not gay. Well, I can say that, but he's not gay. I got news for Bucko. I can kick your ass. Um, it looks like to say it, but I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He doesn't know belts in jiu-jitsu. I love my son. Uh, I love him. I, I want the, the idea of seeing him again. But um... All right. It's kind of a mess. He's talking about his son here. Here he is saying that how he wasn't there and why he wasn't there is very strange and it's very sad, too. I, I hadn't seen him for years. I thought he, had, I thought he committed suicide. Okay? I became a porno star in 2002. And I, I, I combined that with a mixed martial arts career, and my, my ex was something that she, she took off with my son. I hadn't seen him for years. You know, I tried to give him, you know, the father figure, whatever. I didn't know where his low whereabouts were. Um, I found out recently that he did not kill himself in 2016, that he, um, that he's, um, you know, he's alive and well, you know, and um, he lives in Colorado. You know, I have a daughter the same way I had my son. I, I, never, I never see my kids, I never, you know. There's a lot going on here. Sex addiction, pornography addiction, drug addiction, hate, social media addiction, all kinds of horrible things. And what does Joe Biden say? What does Joe Biden say is the culprit here in all of this mess? Joe Biden, what is it? The idea, the idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. It's just sick. It has no, no social redeeming value. Zero, none. It's kind of sick that he's president, actually. Second Amendment. It's sick if you believe. It's sick. You're sick if you disagree with Joe Biden. He ignores all those problems, all those real problems, all the things that he could actually do something potentially about and blames us, gun owners, owners of legal guns. He is so wrong. And so is the country in so many ways. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. You've heard about the ongoing protests in Iran. They are intense. They're all over the country. And the regime there, well, it continues its repression. So much of this, I believe, though, has been happening because of Donald Trump's leadership. Yes, when you think about what he did while he was president, he was tough on Iran. Whereas Joe Biden has said, yeah, let's uh, let's resuscitate that horrible Iran nuclear deal that put us and Israel at grave risk. He was also, Donald Trump, very tough on China. And now there are major protests in China. The COVID crackdown over there is inhumane. And you heard what they did. They actually locked apartment buildings with COVID patients inside. There was a fire. People died. And all over China, they are saying 
that's enough. That's enough. And again, I think Donald Trump can claim some credit. And I know these are these are tough pictures, but this is this is what democracy potentially the very beginning of democracy looks like. You'll remember how tough Donald Trump was on on China, right? He did not hold back. It was China's fault. And China is going to pay a big price what they've done to this country. China is going to pay a big price what they've done to the world. This was China's fault. And just remember that. China's fault. Just remember that. Clear, unambiguous. China didn't like hearing that. That's why they like Joe Biden. Joe Biden's not that aggressive. Joe Biden, whenever he talks about China, he's just talking about the good old days. You notice that? I've spent more time with Xi Jinping, at least before we got out, than any world leader has. I've traveled 17,000 miles with him, the president of China. I've probably spent more time with Xi Jinping, I'm told, than any world leader has because I, I had 24, 25 hours of private meetings with him when I was vice president, traveled 17,000 miles with him, and know him pretty well. I've spent more time with President Xi of China than any world leader has for 24 hours of private meetings with him. I have spoken and spent more time with Xi Jinping than any other world leader has. I've had hours and hours and hours of meetings and personal conversations with Xi Jinping. I spent more time with him, I believe, than any other world leader has. That's that's not talking tough, is it? That's not talking tough at all. And uh, we have people in government right now apologizing and trying to explain away what China is doing to its own citizens in this horrific COVID crackdown. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci thinks this is actually understandable given the situation, maybe a little bit too much, but overall, I, I get it. China's official news agency today published an op-ed asserting that the country's strict COVID measures are scientific and effective. Are, are they? Well, when you want to shut down uh, in order to interrupt immediately a process that's going on, like the spread of infection, there should be a purpose to it. Like you want to make sure you get enough ventilators or enough PPE, or you want to get your population vaccinated. The comment that I made about their severe uh, um, actions that they've taken is that you have to have an end game. What's the purpose? If the purpose is let's get all the people vaccinated, particularly the elderly, then okay for a temporary period of time to do that. But they have very, very strict type of a lockdown. They're locking people in their homes, which is really they can't even go out and, from what I hear, shop or walk a dog or something like that. That's going to create a lot of pushback on the part of the population if there's no underlying purpose of what you want to do. As long as you have an underlying purpose, you can do whatever you want. I'm so glad he's going. But is he going? This is the longest retirement in the history of retirements. All right. Back to the president and that horrific thing he says. Again, whenever he doesn't like something or like the person with an opposing point of view, he says we're sick. Idea. The idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. It's just sick. It has no, no social redeeming value. Zero. None. All right. That's uh, that's pretty intense stuff. And this is not the guy he said he would be. Um, actually, this is not the guy he was for a long time. I mean, he was nobody really took him seriously. He was just a, a guy with a big smile. 
That's all he was known for. And now he's, uh, well, he's angry Joe. <laughs> he yelled his head off all the time. Um, and, you know, just the idea that he can get rid of assault weapons. No, you can't. I think he's trapped in 1972. That's the year he was elected to the Senate. That's also the year, the last year, J. Edgar Hoover was the director of the FBI. Now, this guy was no a fan of democracy, I'm told. Oh, boy, he was, uh, he was up to all kinds of tricks. But that's when Joe Biden became a big shot. His mindset is locked, I believe, in 1972. And here's how he was talking back then. When he became a United States senator, really feeling his oats, he told this to uh, Kitty Kelly, who was a pretty prominent journalist at the time. It was about the First Amendment. Apparently, Joe thought he could cancel the First Amendment. Yeah, he said it. Put it up on the screen, please. He defines politics as power, and whether you like it or not, young lady, he says, leaning over his desk to shake a finger at me, us cruddy politicians can take away that First Amendment of yours if we want to. No, Joe, it doesn't work that way with the first, and it doesn't work that way with the second either. Even though you somehow think it does, I guess he's not that smart. Nobody's smart if they appoint this guy to a very sensitive position at the Department of Energy. Have you heard about this? Uh, remember all that girl power, this non-binary individual uh, took a big job at the Energy Department in the Biden administration. Well, guess what? Uh, this individual, they, I guess, just arrested for allegedly stealing a woman's suitcase at the airport. No joke. We'll be right back. I believe that marriage uh, is the union between a man and a woman. Uh, I am not somebody who promotes same-sex marriage, but I do believe in civil unions. You know, if a Democrat had that point of view today, they try to cancel him. Barack Obama in 2008 saying <laughs> marriage should be between a man and a woman. So much has happened since. Congress right now is aiming to codify same-sex marriage as the Senate advances the Marriage Equality Act. Uh, this sounds benign, but it's not. It's very, very troublesome for people who perhaps disagree with it and want to practice their religion according to, well, religious doctrine, their religious doctrine. Senator Rick Santorum, Republican, former Senator Rick Santorum of uh, Pennsylvania, uh, senior political analyst and also a great Newsmax contributor. Senator Santorum, I know you've been keeping an eye on this. Uh, first of all, welcome and uh, nice to see you. Thanks, Greg. Good to be back with you. Hey, real quick, Obama, he could not say that today without uh, drawing great ire from the left and even the right, I think. Uh, you know, people always talk about how the right are these extremists who are culture warriors. And 14 years ago, Barack Obama would have joined me in my culture war. Right? I mean, the culture warriors are on the left trying to transform the moral ecology of this country without really uh, stopping at all to look at the consequences of what they're doing to children, to our, to our, uh, our ecosystem of, of, of moral interactions. It's, it's destructive, and, and principle among them is the destruction of the institution of marriage. And, and that's what this bill will further do, is destroy marriage. So can you tell us a little bit about it? And we have some Republicans who are, who are joining. And what does this do, say, to the Catholic Church, to other organizations who do not believe that marriage is between people of the same sex? 
You know, it's one thing for the Supreme Court to say marriage is what it is. It's another thing for a state. By the way, these always have been traditionally state laws, but the federal government's jumping in here and enshrining uh, same-sex marriage as a as a legal fact, right? That this is something that that needs to be respected. Uh, when Congress does these things, then all the federal agencies, all including the IRS, including you 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 name any of the folks that work with uh, with businesses, uh, in in addition to the courts, will begin to enforce this law and and use it uh, to try to promote its purpose, which is to stop the bigotry. Because again, all of these Folks who are out here saying that, uh, you know, if you oppose same-sex marriage, you're just a bigot. You're just, there's no real good reason to do it other than the fact that you hate gay people, which is, of course, ridiculous, because up until 20 minutes ago, every major religion in the world for 4,000 years has, has recognized marriages between man and a woman for a good reason, because that's the way nature has dictated it, and it's actually essential for the continuation of civilization to bring men and women together to form stable homes, to have children, and raise them in a way that, that creates the best opportunities for children to do well. That's what marriage is. That's why it's always been highlighted in every civilization, protected in those civilizations. It's not that we don't respect other forms of relationships. We do. But this is a special one, and it's given special privileges for that reason. What do you think? The, is there an underlying motivation that we haven't talked about? I mean, look, I know that uh, gay people were persecuted for a long time and uh, sure. they did not have. Is this like payback? You know, I've seen it before in history where those were who were oppressed suddenly became the oppressors. And is there is there an element of that going on? And what's the end game here? What is society going to look like in 20, 30 years? I, I don't think it is. No, I, I don't think that gay people want to harm anybody. I mean, obviously, there's always radical people who want to hurt people. But I'm, I, I think if you look at most people in the gay community, they're, they're not they're not doing this because they want to harm anybody. They truly believe this is just a civil right. And look, I respect their opinion. The problem the problem is it's being used by those who are in power to further destabilize the family. There was an interesting thing on Election Day in 2022, which, by the way, unfortunately, has repeated itself now for several elections. Republicans, conservatives, won among uh, men, both married and unmarried, and they won among married women. But they lost horribly among single women. That's single women are the, are the, are the reason Democrats hold power. And so when you destroy the family, when you don't have mothers and fathers being ra raising children together, when you have marriage rates decline, divorce rates increase, when you have never married couples raising more and more children, not never married uh, mothers raising more and more children, you have a bigger and bigger Democratic voting base. That's just the reality. This is all about the destruction of the family. So instead of relying upon two, two, two parents, you rely upon a parent and the government. And so the government becomes the, the, uh, the other part of the family. That's why you see Democrats increasingly trying to get more and more government programs into the home earlier and earlier, talking about universal pre-K, universal child care, universal everything. The government will now take care of everything, and we don't need families anymore. And this is part of how you end up with fewer and fewer marriages. The reality is, since gay marriage has been in place, divorce, divorce rates have, have, have gone up, marriage rates have gone down, and more importantly, childbirth has gone dramatically down. And so people say this had, didn't have an impact on our society. It's had a huge impact on our society. Senator Santorum, uh, it sounds very, very bleak, and this thing is going to pass. It's going to be the law. i got to go, but right? This, this, this is where we are. Well, 
there's, there was a cloture vote tonight, and uh, they, they, they moved it forward. There will be three amendments tomorrow that will be voted, and hopefully at least one of them will pass either by Rubio, Langford, or Lee. I like those guys. I like them a lot. And you too, Senator Rick Santorum, former Thanks, uh, Republican of Pennsylvania. Thank you, sir. And we'll be right back. You're on the go and need news now. No paywalls, no cable subscriptions. Just download the Newsmax app from your smartphone store. It's free. And watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. So do you remember this individual? Uh, name is Sam Brinton, 34 years old, has a senior job in the Biden administration. Uh, I feel pretty comfortable in saying Sam was born a man and now considers uh, himself, themselves, whatever to be something else. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's all great in today's society, but people are people. And she or he or whatever may have made a very big mistake. Uh, reports are that she has been arrested for <laughs> stealing somebody's suitcase at the airport. Uh, yes, Joe Biden's non-binary drag queen nuclear waste guru, Sam Brinton, 34, is charged with theft after they were caught on camera stealing a bag from Minneapolis airport's baggage claim. Curtis Houck uh, from Newsbusters joins us. Uh, Curtis, I thought that uh, those folks, uh, these folks were supposed to be perfect and they could not act like normal people ever. I don't know. This headline is uh, surprising and interesting. How do you feel? <laughs> yeah, Greg, good to be with you. Yes, upstanding citizen Sam Britton, you know, took the, the suitcase, you know, it was over $2,300 off the the baggage claim and walked away with it. And security footage caught them, they, her, she, ripping the tags off, showing that it was the other person. And they actually went in and took the other person's stuff. And, and put it in a hotel room. And when they were confronted about it, they said, well, I was tired. I was tired. But then they copped to admitting uh, cop to the crime. What's interesting about it is the Department of Energy placed them on leave and initially wouldn't say what happened. But since they were formally charged and more reports came out, they've come back and said that, oh, they've been you know, placed on leave and so-and-so has been filling their job on an interim basis. We should remind you that this person was in charge of not only, or was involved in teaching doggy kink stuff. So I don't know. Not only stuff with people being weird, but stuff with dogs being weird, too. Well, the job uh, they had was pretty big. Uh, Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Office of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition. Uh, that sounds uh, like a sensitive job, nuclear material and that kind of thing. It does tell you, though, because when these folks get these jobs and everybody celebrates and makes a big deal out of it, somehow it seems to me that it's forgotten that these are people, ordinary people. And people make mistakes. And somehow I feel mm -hmm. like uh, there's a, you know, a halo around some of these folks. And no, they're just people. And sometimes they rush to get the the new different thing. You know what I mean? And not perhaps doing enough vetting and making sure that this person is somebody we want hanging around. It's really simple. You still have to do the job, you know, and, and I feel like you see this so many times with the left, especially with the Biden administration, Kareem Jean-Pierre is the biggest example that I see every day at Newsbusters. You know, just because somebody's picked for their job because they fulfill all these diversity areas that 
the Biden administration and their ilk want to promote doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that they are going to be the best ever at their job. They still have to show up. Yeah. And in this case, you point out fuelway is very important, not surprisingly, not covered on the broadcast networks tonight. Uh, I believe Jesse Waters. Uh, it's a juicy you, story. Yourself. How could they not? All right. Hey, Curtis, uh, do you remember when Donald Trump said this famous quote? Obviously, it was a joke, but I think it's kind of relevant today. Take a look, please. My people are so smart. And you know what else they say about my people? The polls. They say, I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters. Okay? It's like incredible. All right. Now, he was joking, of course, and I think it's uh, fine. But Alec Baldwin actually shot somebody, killed somebody a year ago on a movie set. And Alec Baldwin is now doing projects, is now kind of there. They're talking about Alec Baldwin, not about this shooting over the weekend. I guess there was some sort of funny uh, picture he took for Thanksgiving and everyone's writing about it. It's kind of interesting. Alec Baldwin, who's a crazy maniac, hothead, homophobic, you name it. He's a he's not a nice guy, but all is forgiven, including killing somebody. If you hate Trump. Yeah, just com and completely unfunny to begin with, too. I mean, his Trump impression was creepy, pathetic, uh, childish in many ways. And, and so, yeah, that's interesting, you know, that. Yes, Trump makes a joke about my – I could shoot someone in Fifth Avenue. I wouldn't lose support. Alec Baldwin actually shoot somebody. The media largely redeem him. He did that big interview with George Stephanopoulos, and George Stephanopoulos said it was like the most interesting interview that he's ever done in his career, which is saying something considering Stephanopoulos <laughs> worked for the Clintons. Yeah, so, right. um, so this thing continues to go on and on and on, and things with his wife – I mean, it's just so bizarre, and the and it's not surprising that the media continue to make want to make him a thing, yeah. uh, even though he should be someone who just should be. Curtis Houck, everybody should go to newsbusters.org. It's a great site, Curtis. We appreciate it once again. To be continued. Let's do this more often, and we'll be right back. Idea, the idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. It's just sick. It has no, no social redeeming value. Zero. None. It's sick, huh, Joe Biden? It's just sick. No. I've seen videos of this guy with old ladies and little girls. That might be sick. Might just be sick. He doesn't know what he's talking about, of course, uh, and we thought we'd bring in somebody, a total expert on these matters. Mark Walters, nationally syndicated host at the Armed American Radio. Uh, sir, welcome. And um, how are you, first of all? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Greg. I appreciate it. You bet, sir. Uh, so just please, just how wrong, misinformed and ridiculous did Joe Biden show himself to be on gun matters in about eight seconds there? How much time do we have? Uh, look, but, you know, he knows better. Look, they've been we've been watching them, Greg, do this for years now, uh, creating this narrative with semi-automatic weapons, demonizing the phrase semi-automatic. What Joe Biden just did a few days ago was say the quiet part that we've been talking about out loud. He's we've been talking about this for years. It's nothing new. The low hanging fruit, as you know, is, quote unquote, assault weapons. They've demonized the term. 
And I, I've got to point out that as, as they continue to talk about this, as Murphy talks about this, as he said on Sunday on CNN, for example, you've got to get the facts out. Murphy knows the facts, but he doesn't want to talk about it. Less than 600 people, according to the FBI's most recent uniform crime reports, Greg, have been shot and killed by any rifle at all, not just AR-15s, but all rifles. More people have been beaten to death with feet and hands, and they know this to be the case, but the facts don't play into their narrative, and now they're demonizing the words semi-automatic because the low-hanging fruit is the assault weapons. If they can move that, then they're going to move to semi-automatics. Biden has said it many times. He wants to take your guns. It's pretty much that simple, Greg. So let me ask you this. Uh, how much the Second Amendment, how much of it is that the citizenry is armed in part to keep the government somewhat in check? I think the Federalist Papers talk about this a little bit, but the idea, and I've heard gun enthusiasts, and I consider myself, let me tell you this, I am more gun enthusiastic now than I've ever been before for a host of reasons, but that's part of the equation, isn't it? Like, you have to have the arms, citizens have to be armed, otherwise the government's going to get carried away. Is, am I allowed to say that out loud? That's part of the equation, right? It is absolutely part of the equation, and I say it out loud on Armed American Radio six days a week. There are two things that come to mind when you mention this. I ask my listeners at least weekly, what is it about the left's progressive agenda that requires you to be disarmed? And now, I don't pretend to have the answer to that. I have my own ideas about that, but I want listeners and viewers, I want you to think about that when you lay your head on your pillow this evening. What is it about their agenda that requires you to be disarmed? And Greg, I often say this as well. I don't like bumper sticker logic until bumper sticker logic begins to make a lot of sense. What is it the government can do after they have your firearms? What's next? Anything they want. And therein lies the core of the Second Amendment. It's why the citizenry is armed, and it's why the Founding Fathers gave us the ability to protect ourselves and protect ourselves from a tyrannical government. A lot of people don't like to say that, but it's real. You know, and it's it's weird. I actually did feel like, am I allowed to say this? Because something is changing in America and I don't like it. And Joe Biden actually went there himself. I thought this was very bizarre. You know, he likes to talk tough. But here he is on the Second Amendment and, and the, the notion that we've just been discussing. For those brave right wing Americans who say it's all about keeping America, keeping America's independent and safe. If you want to fight against a country, you need an F-15. You need a, something a little more than a gun. There's not going to be a civil war, I mean, like, anytime soon, right? We're not. But he seems to be itching for one. Very strange comment. Very dangerous comment coming from a sitting president. Extremely dangerous comment. Look, there are over 100, estimated over 100 million gun owners in America, law-abiding gun owners. Frankly, I would put that number probably north of 120 to possibly 150 million. We've got, at we, as, as the numbers that we know now, the estimates are at least 8 to 12 million new gun owners since 2020, since the pandemic. And we know that to be the case. A lot of new demographics, blacks, Hispanics, women buying guns by the millions of all political stripes. Over 120 to 150 million gun owners in this country, law-abiding citizens, in possession of over 400 million firearms. If we were a problem, you'd already know it. Yeah. And again, bumper sticker logic, I hate it until it makes absolute sense, but it does make sense in that respect. Mark, everybody follow this guy on Twitter, at AAR, love it, Mark, at AAR, <laughs> Mark, and armedamericannews.org. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. We'll be right Thank back. Thank you, Greg. News breaks every minute. 
every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. Thanks a lot, everybody. See you tomorrow.